We are back for season two of Two Dads, One Lad podcast. And today there is an exciting, well, kind of exciting announcement in that Cal has officially moved over to the uh, to the dark side, to the Sony team. So um, let's kick it off with that, Cal. What happened? Well, uh, as you know, it's been something I've been thinking about for a long time, contemplating moving over, changing teams. Uh, no, I mean, I think we've discussed before that I think both of us have always had both consoles at some point. Um, you know, I started in the Sega era, but then I moved to PlayStation and I was with PlayStation through the one, two. Um, but at the same time, I then got an original Xbox and I've kind of stayed with that. Um, and generally then Xbox has become my primary console and I've usually had a PlayStation as a secondary console. And this is probably the first time where I've now moved back as a PlayStation as a primary console to the point where I've pre-ordered a PS5 and I don't intend on pre-ordering either of the Xbox consoles, which is big for me to say because that's not been me for years. I've usually picked up a PlayStation when they've been cheap years later after getting an Xbox on day one. So yeah, it's a big thing. I, I fought for that pre-order because the internet died and everyone wanted one. <laughs> uh, but fingers crossed, I do get one. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Do you think that if um, Microsoft weren't so focused on kind of cross-platform between PC and Xbox and Xbox exclusives were truly Xbox exclusives, would that have swayed your decision? Is there is there some like level of comfort there knowing that, well, any Xbox exclusive, I can now just get it on PC anyway, so it doesn't really matter? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, like my, my logic behind this, and, and <clears throat> I'll openly say this is kind of how I sell it to other people. Is people have come to me, people I work with, knowing that I'm like the, the geekier one and often the one that tells them, oh, you guys need to pick up this game or that game, and these are the reasons why. And they, um, and, and I uh, weigh things up for them. They've said to me, dude, why are you getting a PlayStation? You know, you made years ago, you made us all get fucking Xboxes, <laughs> and now you're leaving us. <laughs> so what are you doing? Um, and, and, yeah, my logic to them is um, particularly where, um, it, to Microsoft's credit, they uh, you know they are supporting um, the the Xbox One uh, going into the next generation, and they're putting those um, games onto the Game Pass services on PC. They've also got the Microsoft Store on PC. Their games are widely available, and you know, honestly, it's probably a negative for Sony that that they keep it all to themselves and i know they're beginning to put those games on on pc and we're seeing kind of drip fed in it and that's actually where this came from for me because uh, i had a ps4 years ago sold it i haven't i've been out of the playstation loop for many years and it was only when they started putting games like death stranding onto pc um around the time of of the ps5 reveal which i think was probably a bit of a tactical move by them that it kind of opened my eyes to oh this is what a playstation exclusive looks like um but they've obviously only done that with a couple of games, um, uh, with the Horizon Zero Dawn being the other one recently. Um, and I imagine going forward, they will continue to occasionally drip feed those games out there. But Microsoft are going all in. They're saying, hey, here's Gears of War 5. It's on Xbox. And hey, look, it's also on PC. And your Game Pass subscription that can run between both or however you want to do it gives you that content. So 
I have actually sold my Xbox at the moment. Um, and but the Xbox games I play, I play on my PC. Um, and at the same time, I have a PS4 where I'm playing those PS4 games. And I'm just continuing that into the next generation, essentially. I'm, you know, had Microsoft been more aggressive in this stance and said, hey, you want to play Halo? You can only play it on if you get this one box. That would make the decision 10 times harder for me because I'm, you know, I want to play Halo. But instead, I'm kind of like, well, I can I can play it on my PC. Or if I, you know, as I said to the guys at work, keep your existing Xbox, you know. Yeah, okay, Halo's not going to, it's not going to be all that it can be that it could be on if you had the new box. But you can have the best of both worlds by doing that. And if you were to get a PlayStation 5 as well. Um, and so that's where I'm at it from. It's not that I'm completely abandoning Team Microsoft. I still want to enjoy their games. I still think they make great content. Um, I'm just changing the way that I consume that content, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. and diversifying by, by getting, getting hold of the PlayStation stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess the other thing and you know Andy used to talk about this a lot um is <clears throat> you know it really comes down to I guess the reason you play games because if you are playing them for your friends then it's kind of a no brainer really you kind of go wherever your friends are mm-hmm. um whereas if you're playing it more for the single player experiences which is mainly what i do um you go wherever the games are really mm-hmm. um what how, but how do you feel about like because do you have you do you do you know people who are on playstation <laughs> this is the problem i so i only have a couple of friends that have playstations at the moment okay so my, my friends list on xbox you know it's, i think it's you know about 35 or so people something like that. but on playstation it's like five people um i know a few guys that are um from work that had xboxes that have now actually managed to get a ps5 pre-order and they're kind of following my lead and they're so that will change going forward but Mm -hmm. it's not something that i again like you just said there it's not something that bothers me too much um Mm -hmm. because i predominantly enjoy those single player games I, i enjoy a social experience don't get me wrong but going back to the whole thing about having two kids working, not having that much time, mm. the time I have to play games is, you know, considerably smaller than what it was, say going five, 10 years ago. Mm. So when I do get that, I want to be making sure I'm doing it on the thing that I want to be doing, like not just for mm. the sake of being sociable. If I had all the time in the world, um, then yeah, I would probably be able to be a, a lot more social with it. But the fact is if say the last of us part two, which we we're talking about just before we started this is, so far, it's my game of the year, and it's been quite divisive in the community. Um, I think the story, the graphics, everything is on point, um, in my opinion. And it, if it's a case of, well, that game's just come out, I want to play that. It's got its hooks into me. Well, I just want to be playing that game until I complete it anyway. If I've mm-hmm. got only a couple of hours a week or whatever it might be, that's that's where I want to be spending my time on that type of game if i had all the time in the world and i could do a bit of that and i can do a bit of social it's it's different but those are the games i enjoy so for me do you know what even if no one's online i'm i'm cool with that like maybe that makes me unsociable but that's those are the the games that i enjoy the most Mm. and then the the secondary experience is the social for me Mm. um but i do Do hope people join me I, i i do miss like 
the ability to just you know it's been so long since i remember this like it literally seems like fucking years ago it well it was years ago but like the days where you know i'd be on the xbox and then like you'd get like a party invite from someone and then like friends would just like slowly start joining the party and it would just turn into this thing and you didn't even have to be playing the same games together like there were times yeah. where i was in like a party with the you know like james and jamie and all that they were playing fifa and i was just playing a single player game but it was just it was kind of cool to, it's almost like you've got your friends around on the couch with you like yeah. that's the thing that i i do um miss about it and i guess that I don't, I don't know is there any kind of workaround on on pc at the moment because this is one of the things that's massively lacking about pc in my opinion right now is the need for these like third party chat applications and it, it just seems so cumbersome to to be able to have that easy you know party chat and and just chat in general with people yeah like how I do mean, you even do that on pc now I, I i don't i don't really well i mean we you know for example if uh if we were playing with andy and he's on his he's on his xbox if uh, we can still join um you press Windows G and it opens up the the dashboard on the PC version, and you could join the Xbox Party as long as you got the Xbox oh, really? PC. Yeah, so you we, you know we oh, could talk okay. like this. So essentially, we could be playing a PC game completely different to him on a completely different platform, um, and we can yeah, and we can all still converse. I didn't together. realize that. That's quite cool. So, which obviously works with Xbox, but there isn't an equivalent obviously for for Sony. You'd have to use some kind of third party app. I I wonder one day if. <clears throat> because it seems like there must be a market for this because there are tons of people who have, you know, friends who are just on other platforms, you know, mm -hmm. um, to, to have a, you know, a third party app, which kind of plays very nicely with the, the native UI of, of, of Xbox or PlayStation and just allows you to do cross-platform party chat. I mean, this is the dream, isn't it? This yeah. is what I've been wanting for years. You know, these two big corporations put their differences aside and say, do you know what? We're going to we'll do a collaboration and we're making this app. And because I appreciate Sony's never going to want to use the, the, you know, an Xbox party system, Xbox never going to want to use a Sony one. It yeah, might be it'll be a third party one, I think, if anything, does it? Yeah. They should just get together, create that, and then unite the communities. Because so this is me and Andy were actually having this conversation the other day where um, I was saying to him, like, don't feel too bad that I'm abandoning you on Xbox to get a PlayStation because uh, games like Call of Duty, um, the new uh, Star Wars Squadrons game that comes out next month, which is made by EA, um, that's going to have um, a cross play between consoles the same as Call of Duty Modern Warfare oh, really? at the moment. Yeah. Wow, I didn't um, know that. And I think that bodes well for the fact that if that's EA doing that, then we could potentially look forward to that in the next battlefield game that was to come out which is obviously another thing that that we've always enjoyed playing together mm. um the, the the problem comes and andy quite rightly pointed out well it it's uh it's cumbersome in order to speak to each other um on mm. modern war breaks for example like some of us play playstation some of us play xbox and when we get together as a group if we have a private room it's fine we can all hear each other but otherwise we have to be in game chat Let's do game chat yeah um and that's obviously they're not that kind of private setting it's just not as enjoyable it's yeah because you feel like you're open to the world or whatever um and it would be nice if they could just develop something now whether games will start developing their own in-house 
party chat system, uh, that might be the more obvious solution. Someone like Call of Duty says, okay, we're going to now use this, and then you can go into your own party to stay together, to keep talking together. Mm. Maybe that's what they do, but really uh, the, the true solution, the true dream would be for them just to do a collab on some um, app that, that will run across both systems and, and mm. PC. Hell, even Nintendo, why don't we get the Switch involved? Why don't we get everyone together? Yeah. We can have sure. a, you know, we can be doing what we want and we can be talking to each other. Yeah, that would be super Not cool. there yet. That would be super cool. I'm really surprised somebody hasn't come out with that. I, I, I'd imagine it's to do with the maybe, uh, I, I don't really know enough about this, but probably to do with the kind of access levels that they give developers into the actual UI itself, mm-hmm. like being able to, you know, show... Um, kind of native notifications, for example, on, on the actual platform's UI. So it's like, hey, such and such has sent you a party chat, like from a third party app. They probably don't allow that, I wouldn't have thought. Um, but yeah, it'd be super cool if if that happened, like really, really awesome. Imagine like you could even have it on like on your phone as well. And <clears throat> yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be very cool. Yeah. Uh, so flipping it over to you then, obviously we know that I've now joined Team PlayStation. What's what's your view going forward? Are you going to get either of these consoles? Are you staying with your PC? Where are you at? Um, I think I'm going to stay with the PC for now um, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's tons of games on the on the PlayStation, but there are also a lot of exclusives on the PC. Like I'm really into indie games. And there, there are some phenomenal games that don't get enough attention. You know, a lot of the games on PlayStation, like they're quite mainstream, right? Like God of War and Spider-Man, like as, as, as amazing as they look, and I've heard they're great games, but they are mainstream for all intents and purposes. And there are games, I would argue, that are of equal quality, if not better, on PC, which just don't get the marketing and publicity because they're, they're indie games. Um, so for me, like, I, I don't, like, again, the same situation, like, I don't get the time to play that many games anymore anyway. So I feel content in knowing that, hey, I've got this huge library of, like, games coming out on PC, which are all awesome, and I love kind of discovering these hidden gems. Like, that's that's part of the excitement for me. So I'm not that fast. I absolutely, like, you know, there are games I really want to play, The Last of Us Part Two and, and God of War is one of them. Um but I, I I can wait for that. Like, I think maybe in a couple of years' time, um, maybe I'll get a PS5 then. Um, I'll probably even get, you know, an Xbox Series X at some point as well, just to, just to try it out. And I'm sure, you know, a few years from now, there will probably be, you know, as they start phasing out the, the, the previous console or current previous, whatever you want to call it, console generation, there will be some really cool new IPs and exclusives that start appearing. And also the consoles will be much cheaper as well by then, I would have thought. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but I'm not I'm not going to be buying any of them on launch, I don't think, which is probably like a first for me. I remember um, there's a picture on my Instagram from... Blimey, it was when the Xbox One came out and I got it delivered to the office. And um, I don't know why I got it delivered to the office. There was no point to it because I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure like my mum was probably at home anyway. Um, I just like 
I just had to have it in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't wait. And I, I was, I just did nothing like the rest of, like as soon as it turned up, I just like had it on my desk next to me. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I was like on my fucking laptop, just like looking up all the games and like what was the first thing I was gonna play when I got home. But yeah, I've always, you know, always, always, always. And sometimes um, it was, you know, even midnight, midnight launches. I remember getting the Xbox 360 at midnight, queuing up outside game in Maidenhead Town Center, um, you know, only to get there and then be fucking like, I think, I think basically what they did is they, they had a selection of like console only packages. And then when they realized they were running low, they said, right, we're not going to allow you to buy a console now unless you buy four games of it and two controllers. So it's like, fuck me. So <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. So I got, got well and truly mugged off. But, but yeah, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a first for me. Um, yeah, quite emotional, but it's all good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's just part of you know your gaming habits changing as well, isn't it? It's like, there was even a part of me that was contemplating not getting either of them yet because I was like, do I do I need them yet? Like, yeah. You know, previously, it's it's a case of I need that, mm. and it's hard to pin down why I need that. It's more like I want that, like, mm. and that just then becomes a need whereas now i was kind of like do i you know like most games i you know i'm quite happy with what i've got i've got kind of a pc i'm just could i just carry on with it um and then there's this little naggy part of oh you know the hardcore gamer in me that's like dude you need to buy that now like mm. that's you need to you need to achieve that you can't fucking rest until you have the point where the night where the pre-orders went live. So for people listening, if you if you're not a PlayStation fan, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a shambles. Not so much. I, I'm not going to put the blame on anyone's particular door, but it appears that Sony said they did a press conference on Wednesday night in British time and said, "Come Thursday, we'll be doing pre-orders." Um, they put this tweet out, and then within seconds, um, different retailers across the world, starting with Walmart over in the US, went, "Hey, you want to pre-order? You can pre-order now." And the floodgates then opened, and then all these different retailers started doing it. I mean, I got my pre-order from from Game uh, in the UK, and it was I just saw that by chance. I just went on their website, and it was there. And I was like, "Is this an error?" Because they had a banner saying "Available for pre-order in five days," but then I could add this to my cart and I could check out. And I was sat there thinking, "Like, is this right?" I don't know what this is. But I thought, "I don't care. I'm going all in. Get it done." I did it, and then I took to Twitter, and I can see all these people going like, "Oh my God, this is out. This is it's here and there." Um, within an hour on Twitter, people were like, sold out. I can't get it from here. I can't get it from there. And then over the next 24 hours, Amazon opened theirs. Um, Argos opened theirs. Um, and, it, they, yeah, they just sold out instantly. And there's a lot of theories going on on the internet that people would have, you know, had software with bots that were just scooping them up. And if you go on eBay now, you could buy a PlayStation 5 if you want for about £5,000, mm. um, <laughs> which is just stupid. And no one should do that. But there are people out there that are trying to, make money out of the system and that's what they'll do but if anyone is listening and they are wanting a playstation 5 and they haven't been able to get one then the latest news i'm hearing is that sony are aware of it and there should be another another wave of consoles coming out i, I presume they're going to they do it in batches um and it's not you know what retailers have put out already isn't their 
their whole load and they're probably going to drip feed them just to try and navigate around these bots scooping everything up so hold for tight a second, for a second there i thought you were going to say if anyone wants one i'm selling mine for ten thousand pounds <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> you know what? if someone wants to contact me and they want to give me ten thousand pounds for it I, I can do that you know i can do that i won't go lower but i'll do that Love um, yeah yeah and and xbox series x um has their pre-orders going live on the, uh, the the 22nd of September, which uh, is going to be Tuesday. I think it's 8 a.m. Um, and I urge anyone who is thinking that they're going to get an Xbox, they they should be there that day at that time, and they need to they need to be on it because uh, I don't want them to get in the same position lots of people did with the PlayStation, where it just goes out randomly and then you miss out. And websites are going to crash. They, you know, they get, they they're not going to be able to handle this traffic. So you want to be that you want to be the first ones through the door to get that locked in. Hey, here's a question for you: What are you going to get Cyberpunk on, mate? I've been having this discussion literally a week with people. So Cyberpunk comes out on the 19th of November, which is the same day the PlayStation Five launches here in the UK. So it's a natural choice. However, it's isn't launching on PlayStation 5 with its PlayStation 5 upgrade. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't get its next gen upgrade for, for either consoles until a, a, a yet to be disclosed date, right? So I could, but I could get it on PC day one with it at, in theory that it's whatever my computer can run it on, which hopefully will be certainly the higher end of the, of the system specs. Um, so yeah, I'm torn really. I, I probably think it'll be like PlayStation 5 because otherwise what's going to happen is I've, I've taken the 19th of November as as leave from work so I can sit in and wait for my delivery because I don't want to miss it. And then it's going to come and I'm going to be like, that's cool, but I'm going to jump on the PC and play Cyberpunk for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So get your money's worth, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, with the price of games nowadays, drawing near to Christmas, it's not going to be like I, I'm going to be able to drop a load of money on PlayStation 5 games or games just in general. So I'm going to be getting a couple of games probably around that time i'll probably get one of the ps5 exclusive games maybe spider-man or demon souls i'm not not sure yet um but cyberpunk's kind of the big game i want assassin's creed's coming out like a couple of days before it as well and obviously i really want that so it's a bit of a mess and mm. stressing out working out what i'm going to play well i'm gonna i know i'm gonna play cyberpunk first i, I have already mm. decided that but what in what order i'm gonna buy things so i think if i get cyberpunk on a playstation um and then I've got something to use on my PlayStation. And at least I know, even if it doesn't have it, it doesn't launch with its upgraded features. Naturally, through having the SSD and and the better performance, I know that it will play you know, still well in its in yeah. its current form before it even gets the patch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I put a lot of thought into that question this week. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just fucking non-negotiable. Well, one, because I haven't got any either of the consoles. I'm not going to be getting them anyway. But yeah. if I did have the consoles, it would still be PC because, like, a game like Cyberpunk, it, it you know, it's so atmospheric and a big part of it. Like, the thing that I'm so excited about is just exploring this world, and I yeah. and I really want to be able to do it with the best possible graphics and you know even if the, the the shadow thing that i've got at the moment it's still on the gtx 1080 um but i would rather buy it knowing that i have the scope to you know when they bring out the rtx cards i can i can ramp it up to the you know to the highest possible level um so i'd rather buy it knowing that um but yeah for me like i'm 
I'm probably not going to get Assassin's Creed, to be honest. I, I will do it at some point. I'm definitely not going to get it at launch. What I the, the two games that I'm absolutely getting this year, Watch Dogs Legion, mainly just because it's in London. Like, me and Jane are just super excited to play it because it's just going to be so cool. Because it's, it's literally, like, around where we live, like Tower Bridge yeah. and all that. So that's just going to be super exciting to explore. Um, which comes out, I think, at the end of October. So it's yep. a couple of weeks before Cyberpunk. And yep. then, um, oh, my God, I'm just so fucking excited. Like, did you see the last um, Night City Wire? Uh, yeah. Um, I watched it while I was at work. So I was kind of working while I was doing it. Okay. But, um, I, I certainly saw, the, you know, the, the first 10 minutes. Um, but I need to rewatch it. To go you need to watch the, uh, the, first, the first kind of thing they showed was a bit shit. Um, but then they, you can watch just this trailer alone on YouTube. It's the Gangs of Night City. Um, and that was really, really cool because it kind of shows like the, all of the different districts in the city and it, like the gangs that they're run by. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just one of the things that kind of blows me away with CD Projekt Red is the amount of like backstory and history and lore that they create like around the world. And, you know, just that they've thought about, you know, um, what what are the 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 cultures and the people like and um you know immigration and homelessness and all of these things that have kind of built up to these 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 gangs and these um the kind of way the districts have been formed like it just looks so cool i'm just i can't wait to just dive into it and just like get lost in this world um yeah just super super exciting it's it's one of those games where because it's because it's a new IP, mm. I think that's what has me more excited. Um, as we've discussed on our earlier episodes, I've always said I'm a bit of a diehard Assassin's Creed fan since they've done the reinvention of it. So I was, and I still am, really excited for Valhalla. But when I when I put these games side by side, I know what I'm going to get with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, they're not going to reinvent the wheel. They know what's working for them at the moment. They're gonna they're going to continue with that. But Cyberpunk. It's it's brand new. It's, mm. it's it's all it's all new, and everything I'm seeing looks fantastic. Mm. Um, which is why that that puts it as as my most hyped game over Assassin's Creed, which has yeah been a long staple. So, and it's just not until you dive in, kind of not knowing like what you're fully going to get, and having that it, the excitement because it's been years since we've had like a new IP this big. Um, that you know now we you know we. Games are numbered five onwards, aren't they? In terms mm. of, <clears throat> so we're getting something brand new. Uh, I just think graphically it looks amazing. So I think the story will be great. Knowing what CD Projekt Red have done with um, like the Witcher series um, and the little stories they create, and it's, it's those little stories that I latch onto in game. Mm. Um, going back to like The Last of Us Part Two, there was there's a massive story overarching it, but they've spent a lot of time putting lore into it. And although it's not an open world game, there are fairly open world sections and there's different lore to collect. Um, and there are those little stories that I found when I was going along. When I think back to my time with the game, like I was like, oh yeah, I remember this really cool bit where like I went in a basement and there's like drawings on the wall from this little girl saying her dad's like a champion archer and how he's really bad, like good at killing these, like the zombies and then his clickers. Um, and at first, it's kind of like you just see that and you just think, yeah, you just read it, whatever. And then, do you know what? Then like half an hour later in the game, I'm picking up another like letter 
Um, people are talking about this champion archer as the you know, defender of their settlement. He's become their leader. Anyway, long story short, later on it transpires he's a baddie now. <laughs> like, and he's hurt people, and and then eventually you find him in zombie form, having done all these atrocious things. But you could have, I could have missed all of this. Mm. I could have gone past it, not read these notes, these things, all these different things scattered around the world. If I wasn't interested in it, and I'd have just killed him and just picked up his bow and arrow and gone, yeah, cool, that's that's the thing. But I'm building up that lore and that knowledge. And that story stays with me, but that was like a fraction of the 25-hour campaign that I've just gone through. Yeah, so yeah. When I look at a game like Cyberpunk that's going to be filled with these little stories, quest lines, just things that make it feel alive, that's what more in, you know excites me about it and learning about totally. what's going on in it. Yeah. Totally. It's the same. It's the same. I always always have this discussion with people, but it's, you know, the same way that, you know, in when you read a book or when you watch a movie and you you just get lost and absorbed in this new and exciting world, games not only deliver that, but they they give you the ability to discover things which, like you say, aren't in the narrative. Like when you're reading a book that it feels like you're kind of going off the beaten track, but the author's taking you where they want to take you. Whereas in a game, you you can literally, like you say, find things that you wouldn't have found before. It's just like, it's so cool. I just, I love the, the whole idea behind it so much. And, you know, even if you were to like, it's the same with going abroad to some historical place and going on a tour around there, like, it's it's just the same thing when you go into these you know these worlds and games and they are they literally do have that level of detail now um like you know being able to see some random poster down an alleyway and read what it says on this poster and then make a connection like later in the game and be like oh my god that was from that thing that i saw and you can end up down these rabbit holes yeah. and just like all this fascinating stuff i love that and they they were doing a um in the last night city wire they did a chat with one of the level designers and they were saying about how like everything has been meticulously like hand placed so normally when they're making these game worlds they do a lot of like cut and paste of assets it's like okay we're gonna put this here and this here and we're gonna cut and paste these and they were saying like they literally every single bit of rubbish in night city was hand placed mm -hmm. <laughs> like That's it's just crazy. it's just mental um, you know, everything there has a purpose and it has a reason for being. There is nothing that's just like, oh, we're just going to stick this here and stick that there. It's that attention to detail that just really excites me. Yeah. Um, are there any other games coming out that interest you? Or is, is that it for you? You all in? That's it for me. I mean, there might be some other ones that I'm forgetting about right now. Um, but the main two that I can think of are, are yeah, Watch Dogs Legion and um, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cyberpunk will last me a long time. And then there's always like, I'm always on the lookout for new um, couch co-op games that me and Jane can play together because... Some of those are just like super fun. Like we play, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but there's a couple we played recently where there's one of them where you're kind of these little blobs and you've got these two really long arms and it's like a platformer game and you have to kind of help swing each other along these, you know, um, yeah. 
kind of platform to get to the other side and it's just so funny because you have to like swing and then let go and then they have to grab onto like one of the ledges and you can just end up like swinging each other up in the air and then falling straight back down it's just all these like hilarious moments that happen in it and there was another one we played which was like um you basically play as these two little avatars and you have to like move things. So you've, you're like a removal company and you have to get things out of the house and put them into the removal van. But you can just do whatever you want. You can like lob a sofa out of the window and like, you like smash the window and then you lose, you basically lose money from your pay every time you like damage something. But you've also yeah. got a timer as well. So it gets to the end of it and you're just fucking like chucking stuff, oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to get this like bed out the front door and... Oh, it's just it's hilarious man it's so funny you can actually play it four players as well i mm. can just imagine like how funny that would be so games like that i just yeah i love those little things they're just such good laugh so i'm always on the lookout for those as well that's another thing i love about pc just so much like random fun stuff that you can just pick up like that and it's so cheap again this is yeah. like another great thing about it like get them for a couple of couple of quid yeah it's just awesome PC is certainly the, the cheapest medium. Yeah, buy on, definitely. There's always, definitely. There's always good deals as well. For sure. Right, well, unless anything else you wanted to to cover today? Uh, no, no. I think uh, I would like to ask anyone that is listening um, whether they've got any ideas and where they want us to, to, to take this. Well, I think we're... Um, we discussed before the podcast that we're going through a slight uh, reinvention with with mm-hmm. series two. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, Andy is no longer um, kind of part of this, or, or certainly not at the moment, anyway. Um, just for his own kind of personal reasons, um, we obviously miss him, and we hope him and Phil Spencer are very happy together. Uh, in California now. Uh, they've got a dog. It's going really well for them. They're playing Call of Duty every night. It's great. Uh, no, in all seriousness, and Battlefield. Yeah, and Battlefield. Um, but yeah, we obviously miss him. But we we just want to know um, if anyone's got any ideas of uh, what they would like us to be discussing, uh, what they like, what they don't like, uh, and where we can take it to move forward. Really, happy mm. feedback. But that's all from me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Same. I mean, like. I, I would I would like us to start doing more like live streams and coverage of some of these events and stuff like that. But yeah, like um, ultimately, um, it'd be awesome to hear what you guys think and um, any kind of ideas or what you'd like to hear more of or less of. Um, yeah, it'd be super cool. So excited to see what's next. We're yeah, like Cal says, we're still in the process of of reinvention um we thought we'd just dive straight back into it and and see how it evolves so watch this space we know that's going to have some exciting interesting changes over the coming weeks yeah definitely definitely i'm looking forward to it cool cal thank you and beautiful listeners thank you all for being here as always and we will speak to you all very soon farewell bye bye